Hi, I'm Lanny. And I'm Chud X. And this is the world as it is today. Hey, welcome everybody back to another episode of the world as it is today. Here we are. It's July already. That's uh, moving things along. Mm-hmm. I don't remember when we released our last episode, but it's probably been a month. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. So uh, we've done a bunch of stuff since the last time we talked, and your podcast, you've been really consistent with that. Yeah, I've been pretty consistent. Like weekly? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, that's the, are we are we content, which are, we talked are about. Are we content? Are we content? Are we content? Mm-hmm. It's spelled the same, so if you're searching, it doesn't matter. One's a con, one's not. <laughs> so. One's a con, one's a cunt. Cunt? Cunt. <laughs> I heard you, I guess. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and, and I've been uh, weekly episodes of the Greener Postures podcast, so you can hear both of us there. But um, for this lovely show, which is probably still my favorite, even though we don't do it, we don't do it that often. Very often. Um, I thought we were going to talk about chickens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to go for that subject that no one is ever talking Never. about in any podcast circles: chickens. Yeah, I've never talked endlessly about it on several different podcasts <laughs> before. Yeah, um, it can get, it can, I can see how it could even get old, especially anybody who doesn't raise chickens, yeah, like hearing like, us talk about them and other people talk about them. But there's something I want to talk about, about, I want to talk about, about chickens. <laughs> um, that is, uh, I don't know, I guess it's, a, I, I at least think it's a little different. Um, it's, uh, it's death and chickens. And it kind of branches out into being more than just about chickens and more about the human condition and the chicken condition. Um, because I've I've killed a lot of chickens in the last month since we recorded last. Yeah, I guess that's, that's kind of where this started is we processed our meat chickens and then very early June, first mm-hmm. few days of June, and we did 20. 21. One? 21. 21 birds and no waste from that, which was fabulous. Yeah. Like we used all of, all of them. Even composting the feathers. Yeah. And we have, well, I mean, they're not done being composted, but they're, but they're, in but the they're, process. they're part of the, the system here. Sure. And I, I mean, I made chicken liver pate and we have the hearts cleaned and ready to make kebabs with. And I've got we feet. didn't save the blood. I ha- we didn't. We That's did next next blood. level. That's yeah. like foreign country stuff. I need to, <laughs> I need to talk to some immigrants and get some tips. But I did see save the heads and the feet, and I've made broth that include mm-hmm. you know the the back, chicken backs and necks and heads and feet. Feeling pretty proud of that. It was super good. You know something that I could mention on here because I've I've definitely mentioned the opposite of this, but I don't know because I've I've done so little chicken talk this year compared to last year. Uh, Last year and early this year, I, I expressed many a times my um, dislike for our meat birds. Right. I didn't have that this year. I got yeah. along with the meat birds quite well. And I think that's partly because of my own treatment towards them. My, my, my existential treatment, the way, the way I, I did some things, I, I'm not going to say wrong, but I was learning last year. Um, I, and, and plus we had a massive, massive rainstorm that lasted like two weeks last year, right after I put them outside, mm. which made things very difficult. Cause when I say massive, I mean, we were getting like four to 
four or five inches of rain a day. Um, and you know, you're out there moving the chicken tractor every day and you're putting food and water for it for them. And I had built that thing a little ahead of time, but I didn't mess with tarps on it too much. So then I was dealing with uh, water pooling up on the sucker and the tarps I was trying to use weren't working. So I was like in the rain trying to change these things. And I ended up putting them in, a, in an old dog kennel that I've wrapped in um, uh, chicken wire, smaller, smaller holes. Uh, and they ended up sitting in one place for a little too long. Yeah, it just, it was, the the elements were making it difficult, as well as us not understanding that type of chicken. Like, we, we've done layers before, we've never done meat birds, and these are just different animal. They just have different characteristics and different behaviors. Yes. And we were learning all about we're, last we're, year. We're learning all of it, and dealing with that weather, and um, all of that, and... Uh, plus, I was learning how to move these particular type of chickens in a chicken tractor. Um, uh, so a, a term that I've used, uh, you know, kind of kind of borrowing from Joel Soliton, uh, is I felt that those chickens didn't express their chickenness no. the way I felt no. that a chicken should express their chickenness, and I think that was pretty true. They were meat wads. They were they were different, um, but then within that, uh, like it made moving them difficult. I expected them to act like chickens as I saw it at the time. And this year though, this year I had uh, lowered expectations as to, to their movement and things, but they actually moved a lot more this year. And I think that had to do with hitting the ground correctly at the beginning. Um, we fed them better. Mm -hmm. I knew this time, last time I was kind of hoping to not feed them. I was hoping they would just forage and that's why we'd be moving them every day it turns out the reason i was moving them every day was to keep the poop from accumulating yeah in there one was spot so much another. poo um and this time i just didn't expect them to forage but you know what they did a tiny bit they did a bit they were on their feet more than last year yeah and we fed them better feed period like whole grain stuff no no corn no soy organic really good feed yeah and then also we only fed them 12 hours a day yes roughly. we fed them half as often. We didn't leave the feeder out 24 hours, which we did last year. Yes. And, um, with layers that doesn't matter that can cause rodent issues, but not the chickens are going to sleep from, for the darkness. So they're not going to be eating during that time. These guys were different than that. If the food was there, they were eating. And so I think this slowed their growth just slightly uh -huh. so that they could keep up building their leg strength with the size of their and body. And it made them move. That's why they. I say they foraged a little. I because don't think that was when, their yeah, choice. When their I don't feeder think they chose gone. that, but they would look around, you know, and spill out some food when I'd take it away after 12 hours. Basically, I'd put it out at, you know, whatever, 6 a.m., and then I'd take it back in 6 p.m. And I would and I'd kind of shake the thing and let some, some fall so that it was part of a, a strategy to keep them from trying to bolt out the door at all. Um, but anyway, uh, that, that made it so that I think they kind of maybe had in the back of their heads, Hey, if we look around, maybe we'll find some of these grains and, Oh, Hey, there's, there's a worm. Yeah. You know, I'll eat a little oh, of that. Look at this grass. Look at that grass. Look at that rock. Um, all these things. Um, something that we didn't do right this year was, uh, um, I, I had such an easy time on this last year that I didn't even really consider predator issues with that chicken tractor. And we lost a couple uh, up top when they first went outside. Um, they snuggled up into the corners of the thing. And um, I might, you know, we don't have a, we don't have it on camera or nothing, but my, my assessment is that they got attacked by a raccoon and they were too stupid to move from the corners. 
So he was able to just reach in and lacerate them. Yeah, I just scratched up a couple of them. One lost an eye and ended up dying. Mm -hmm. And then one got scratched pretty bad and survived and was totally healed by the time we processed. And one was totally And then one was just gone. Gone. Just like pulled out through an opening that they had created. So yeah, we had to rein you had to reinforce those corners and and make it so that they had protection where they were going to snuggle at night. And that was a bit of extra labor for a minute of uh, a couple nights at the beginning, I was putting them out in the tractor and then taking them back in and putting them in the oversized brooder that I oh built for Oh my God, which was, was a nightmare and it was just lining up with other things not being well for us. And I was having to get up, uh, work, blah, blah, it sucked, but it was, it was... You know, whatever. It was it was great that was, we figured out a workaround. It was nothing like the labor that had to go in for the water from the ma- massive rainstorms sure. last year. Yeah. There's always something. But so anyway, this year yeah. you had a better overall feeling about these chickens than we did last year. Where last year it almost felt like we were putting them out of their misery. Almost. You know? uh, not quite. But Yeah. Like they just, they didn't have will. Yeah. They were easy to catch when it was time to slaughter. Yeah, they sure you were. You just pick them up. Um, and these ones were for the most part too. Yeah. They're not very fast. Uh, you know, I didn't even, I just threw them in the back of the pickup truck and left that out where we were doing it. And they were, they're good. They weren't going to try and get out of that. For people who don't know the difference, like you think of a laying hen as like the classic cartoon and then think of that versus like a, a Hummer. Like, I feel like these chickens have a, a wider wheelbase. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> their, their feet are farther apart and their breasts are gigantic. Uh-huh. So they're just like these chunks, like these, like chunks. Chunky chicken. <laughs> With their legs super spread apart because that has to support that huge wide frame. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. They got a wide gate. Yeah. I always I would say they got a wide wheelbase because like they go back to the body shop <laughs> yeah, days. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like a big truck. Um, so, okay. Like I want to keep talking about them before I talk about the other aspects of this. Yeah, sure. Since, since we're on a roll with them. Um, so yeah, overall, you know, hiccup here, hiccup there. Uh, we also lost what two in chick hood when they were real small. When they were small, you know, shipping, they shipping. always send you an extra chick, I think, cause they assume at least one's not going to make it. We ended up losing five total. Yeah. We got 26. We ordered 25. We got 26 and then we lost three to the predators and two to natural causes early on. And so we ended up with 21 living birds. And then, uh, on, on processing day, we did almost the entire thing, just the two of us. I was yeah. going to say solo, but I guess that would no. be duo. duo. <laughs> us um, solo as a unit. <laughs> uh, in the past, we've had more hands on deck. Um, but this year, we had one friend come by for, what, two hours, three hours? And oh, not even. Yeah, he came, he came for an hour and a half, maybe. Yeah. And it, 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 I appreciated him being there. He uh, got his hands dirty a little bit, but I think it was more for himself than particularly that we needed the help. Yeah, we, we were, were just on a roll. By the time he showed up, we were like in a rhythm. Yeah. Like we were, we were doing it. I don't think he helped speed anything along. Besides, no. actually, he was going to get the chickens from the back of the truck to bring them to you. And actually, I think that did save some time. I don't know that it did because it was kind of nice because then I would kind of stretch. Oh, yeah. Grab a cup of coffee or whatever. It just, it or sip, of, sip of the cup of coffee I had out there, whatever, you know, like 
It was it, it spread the work out a little bit, but I don't think time wise it saved us anything. No, but really the best um, part of him coming was good conversation because yeah. we don't see him often. And then also he helped last year. Aaron, hi, thanks. Yeah, he yeah. he helped last year, and um, it was exciting to show him the the barrel plucker that barrel we had plucker. got. That was a big, 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 big. Um, I mean, because he got upgrade. it because he went through it with us last year to see how much of a difference that was that was making in our day. He and I exclusively did the plucking last year. I think uh, like you got in a little. And, Max was there and as Max well. Max got in a little, but it, but pretty much that was like. Like that. Yeah, Mac, I think Max was doing a lot of that too, actually. Was he? Okay, yeah. I can't quite remember. It was a long time ago, and it's kind of inconsequential. But yeah. But nevertheless, I know he and I did a whole lot of that, and um, it uh, to to be able and what what would you say? I I I estimated that it took us at least fifteen minutes to do a bird last time. At least time. fifteen twenty minutes. And there were ones that took us over a half hour yeah. because it would, cause I didn't scald it just right. And then it was still, I didn't want to use the skin when we came inside. Yeah. So. Like it was, it was horrible. And we had waste last year because I did skin a lot of the chicken and mm -hmm. piece it out, mm -hmm. which was fine. And everything was delicious, but I, you don't want to waste that skin. I mean, that's amazing. So this year with the barrel plucker, this year, 30 seconds. It, the, all ultimate was 30 seconds. Yeah. I, I'd say, um, eight of them took 30 seconds. Yeah. A couple of them took up to a minute. Yeah. I don't think anything went over a minute. Yeah, there was there one was, that we ended up putting back in. Uh, for there a was second. one that we put back in, but I think it was like, you know, 45 seconds and then like, oh no, let's drop it back in. Yeah, and this to, skinned all the, the feet and the head feet and everything. And everything. And um, we broke two bones. Yeah, that was it. One, one wing and one leg. Yeah, I think so. And both of those were ones that just kind of left in there a little too long. Yeah, like, that's like interesting Like we went too. for a minute when it could have been 45 Because that seems like the biggest complaint from people with using those barrel pluckers is that you break the chickens. And I think it's worse for certain breeds of chickens. Like I think when we do our roosters, we might find it a little bit harder because they, they are stiff and they're longer at, mm -hmm. and it's uh, it's going to be a little bit different. Yeah, we shall see. Yeah. Uh, but within that, uh, so I took the lives of 21 chickens. Um no, maybe Aaron did one. I think Aaron did one or two, yeah. Um, but so approximately twenty um, in a row. I said a prayer for each one, and by a prayer, I I just mean I thanked I thanked the chicken. Uh, you know, I I I wished it. I gave it well wishes. <laughs> I wished it well on its next journey. Um, yeah, you know, and I and I I connected with each one and. Um, and very much so said thank you out loud to every one of them and um, gave some deep thoughts on each one. I don't know that my thoughts went nearly as deep as they did the previous year where we didn't have a proper restraining cone. So I did them all under my arm and I had to hold them all the way through. And I was really, really, really getting deep in my own head about about consciousness and loss of consciousness and death and where we go. And, and you were feeling that vibration of life leaving the body. I was feeling serious vibrations from the, from the bodies of the chickens at moments after you would think they're done. And then I would feel this, <laughs> you know, a vibration literally come through their body. And I feel that that was their soul consciousness, something um, happening. And I, I, so I got real heady about all that last year, this year, not so much. We had, a, we had a proper, well, 
proper restraining cone. It was a turkey restraining cone because these these mothers are <laughs> chonky chickens. <laughs> We've got three sizes now, so we can figure it out as we go. Um, but uh, nevertheless, um, I I was there. I was very present with each of these deaths, and um, they were, I believe, honorable. Yeah, I believe. Um, Everything was right about the universe. I went to bed smiling that night. I went to bed feeling good. Um, yeah, that's interesting because the the year before, it was our first year doing a big batch. It was our first time doing meat chickens, and it was the most we've ever done at once. Mm -hmm. Because then we did our big batch of roosters after that. So that was our first time. So I was like like rereading re all of the literature I could find on how to slaughter, how to eviscerate, and things like that. And I was like dreaming about it because that's whenever I'm training to do something or really like obsessing about it I dream about it. I dream that I'm learning or I'm I'm, I'm executing it what yeah. one or the other and then I remember the night after the the after we slaughtered I took a shower and I felt really gross hmm. and I went to bed and had kind of like n not nightmares but like stress dreams of still doing it and like I was just still mm, working. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. This year I took a shower and it felt really good to take a shower and I was really satisfied with the work we did. Yeah. And that's always, I'm not done yet. I just am done slaughtering and eviscerating. Now they're chilling and then I still have to package them. Right. Yeah. And that's my job mostly. Um, so I, the year before I still had three or four days of work that I did it when I pieced out all every single one of the chickens. Yeah. This year, I felt really good about being done, and I even had the energy later that night to start bagging them up once they were chilled, yep. and I was able to bag a whole bunch of them whole, and all the ones that I pieced out, I was able to leave the skin on, mm -hmm. and it was like, everything felt really good. I felt really satisfied afterwards. Like, mm -hmm. it, it was fun. Mm -hmm. It's hard to say that it's fun to take a life of something. It's fun to fill your freezer with food that you raise yourself. That's no doubt. And, yeah. and it was really fun to feel really proficient. I don't know if that's the right word. I felt, I felt like I understood what I was doing in a way that could allow me to find my own style of it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that's always my goal with anything we, that we I'm learning. I'm sure that both of us could see that if we did this a couple more times, just a couple more times, we could start passing knowledge on to other people. Right. Right now we can give advice on whatever level. Oh, people can come and learn from whatever they want to. Oh, but yeah, but am I going to tell you this way is better because I read a person and that's the only way I've ever tried it? Or am I going to tell you this way is better because I've tried four different ways and this yeah. one uh, this one keeps coming up great? In a few, in a few, we're going to be able to make a YouTube video that'll be like worthwhile. People, uh, not watching. just us not, repeating not the same. Find out how yeah. we figured out how to. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, Oh, it's all my videos on YouTube on preserving today are always called how I make mm -hmm. blank and, um, we could do how I slaughter a chicken, how <laughs> I eviscerate a chicken. Uh, yeah. So I didn't like go to bed feeling bad last time by any means. Um, but I see what you're saying. Yeah. I was, you know, uh, I was still thinking about it for sure. This time I, I didn't put a, put a time on it of taking a shower, but yeah, I took a shower and it was done. You went to, to, um, I want to say processing, uh, bagging. Um, and, uh, I went, I went with the boys and, um, you know, yeah, you took kinda, the kids and got to relax and yeah, we, we had a, we had a great evening and you I don't started, specifically remember it, you but I know started your day earlier than me too. Cause you did a lot of the setup before I was out there. So, right. oh, and I did break. Well, I also did break. And you down, did break down and, and, was and I went back that. in that and sucked, was with the kids when you were breaking. That's down. why the shower felt so fucking good. Cause yeah. I was so sweaty and hot yeah. by the end of that. But, um, 
Okay, so I think that we laid out how that went pretty well. Sure. Now, oddly enough, what was it, two weeks before that, I killed a chicken. And it was horrible. It was one chicken. And it was horrible. And I felt horrible. I, uh, I don't mean to sound like a queer or nothing, but... I cried. Dude, I wasn't going to say it. I was going to let you say it. Uh, I I felt horrible. And I the reason I want... The, the whole point of this conversation is I want to talk about the different ways in which I've taken lives of chickens in the last month. Um, because those two were so incredibly different. So the situation with that was, uh, as your mom calls me, I'm the chicken whisperer. Mm. <laughs> so wherever I'm going in our yard, not all the time, but a lot of the time, I've got up to like 20... 20 laying birds and a couple roosters. Just like, just going wherever I'm going, right? They're around my feet. I have a way of walking so that I don't step on them because it's or just... Or trip or what, yeah. Yeah, it's just sort of, uh, it's I, I don't even notice them in a lot of senses, Um they're just, they're just my pals. They're, they're, they're with me. Depends on where I am and all that kind of stuff. It's not a constant thing, but it's constant enough that I'm really used to it. And I had, it was a dumb little thing in my pocket. It had been in there for weeks. It was a little uh, air cap for a tire mm-hmm. on, on a car, whatever. I found it somewhere. It had been in my pocket uh, of a jacket that was getting to the end of the season of wearing that jacket. And I kept thinking, I need to pull this out of here. I want to throw it in our Honda it, just in case it's like a, I don't know, little backup thing that will sit in there. And finally, and on this, this day, it dawned on me, ah, oh, that's in my pot. I went to grab something else. I was like, Oh yeah, yeah. Let me get that out of here. The Honda's like, you know, 50 yards over that way. I'm just walking Bye. I've got all these chickens around my feet. I pop the door open. I toss that thing on the seat and slam the door in a one one move. That was all just one. When I slammed that car door shut, there was a chicken had popped its head into the car, and I and I I swiftly slammed that door shut on the chicken's head. Like and you you push the door hard and it slammed. Like yeah. not like you. No, it's just momentum. You did, yeah. You didn't push it closed, right? No. You were standing kind of far away. Yeah, from like it. like you know, swing I, it closed. I reached out two feet to the handle, pulled it open, tossed this thing, and, and from, as you're walking from away, two and a almost, half or three feet, just yeah. give, give it a little push okay. and the momentum of the door. Yeah. Not slammed it like I was angry or something. No, no, no. but it closed its it's it closed without your hand on it. Very no-brainer move. You've all we've all we all open and close our car doors like that. All the time without even thinking about you it. You swing it hard enough that it's going to close all yeah. the way. I don't want to have to open it again and relatch it because because the, the dome light stayed on. Well, right, I always got it off in there, but you know that that concept, right? But right in that moment, as the after the door left your hand, a chicken stuck its head up to look in the car. Oh, maybe before. I mean, it could have it could have been. It's not like in that half second it stuck its head in the way. You know, I'm just yeah. I wasn't looking. I wasn't paying enough attention. Believe you me, I haven't slammed a door shut like that since. I'm, I'm. Me neither. I'm quite careful. I'm even like in downtown. <laughs> Just check. <make laughs> There's sure. no rats no, trying to get in the car. No, no pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no rats. <laughs> no, I'd be cool if it was a rat. I'm 
Yeah. I, don't, I don't like those rat bastards. Um, so you slam this chicken's head was slammed in the door, and what did you do? I pop. I, I opened it immediately. You know, it didn't latch because of this, and I pull it open, and it's it was kind of a gory scene, but it was fully alive, and um, all the other chickens just attacked that bird. Um, very. Very strange behavior. I, I haven't witnessed this enough to know is that a thing that always happens um, or what. I do know they go a little crazy when someone gets hurt, um, but I don't know that it's usually. But they, I mean, they were they were on her. They were they were pecking at her. Um, so I thought the quickest thing to do was I had some dry food uh, right over here. I put it in a bucket. They're they're gonna follow me when I do that. So I just threw that in the yard to get them go over there and I came back and it was indeed it was only the birds from her original flock that she hatched with that, that were attacking that, her no that stuck around oh everybody else followed oh. me they were still there and they weren't attacking her um but she was you know twitching and um and all that um so I I picked her up and I started walking away with her and the others went over to the food they didn't follow me and uh, I grabbed a, a hatchet and, and just finished the job quickly because I, I knew this this bird was not happy. It was not feeling good. Um, and uh, before I, I don't know, I was my mind was was kind of racing. I, I I was barely even processing it as I just I chopped its head. I grabbed a shovel. I dug a hole. I put it in there. Uh, I, I covered it up. I washed my hands. I went inside and I was like dazed. And I told you, and that's when I like kind of broke down and started crying. Like I felt fucking horrible <laughs> for killing this chicken. Um, it was, uh, it was, it wasn't like a favorite per no, se. But she was anything. one of our younger flock. So she's got years, she had a years couple and years, years left ahead of, her. of egg laying. And um, I don't night. know. If I would feel any different though, if it had been one of our old hens that no, that, you should you wouldn't because like, you're that's that's me thinking of it from a like a yeah bus- that's, business that's, point that's, of that's view. That's like or adding whatever. logic on top of it. But isn't it wild how different that unintentional death treated my psyche versus those intentional deaths that happened two weeks later? Yeah, I mean, just I mean, we're talking night and day. They're not in the same. They're not in the same ballpark. Well, I think you have one they're not that's the same sport. There's one death that's planned and it's for a purpose. And there's another death that's accidental that had no benefit, mm-hmm. only loss. Yeah. And I mean, even, even like just if I'd been able to think straighter and quicker, I probably could have bled that chicken, um, you know, gotten its head off. Cause it was all crunched up, like forget that thing and gotten it upside down and gotten out the barrel plucker or something. Well, except I wouldn't need to heat could, up water. I yeah, no, it would have been a lot of work. I just wasn't prepared. We could have skinned it and made, st- made it a something. stew bird. You know, if we're talking like we're, we don't have a grocery store, we're making use of that accident. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, oh, there would be no way if we were in, we wouldn't waste that. But really in that moment, you were just thinking like, I need to bury this so that it doesn't attract animals and the other chickens don't try to eat it, you know, like, and you just were, like you said, dazed, which makes sense because 
to kill something on accident, like with your negligence, you yeah, know, my negligence, my, Which, my idiocy. It's like, my... it was an accident and it wasn't intentional and it wasn't really like you were doing anything wrong. It wasn't like you were having fun swinging a hatchet around no. and accidentally chop something's head off. No. It was a normal motion that shouldn't have caused any harm. I don't know. And it's also this like reminder of how fragile life is and how quickly things can happen and just an instant and that feeling that you get with like you that in your stomach, that gut feeling of like knowing you can't undo what you just did. Oh, yeah. no, that that's a horrible feeling. There's no going back. And I mean, all the way to like, did I make the right decision to bury it so immediately? Uh, so you never saw her or anything like yeah. that, but like, I'm not digging it back up. No. You know, like, because was... I was like, which one was it? Was it one of the younger flock and you didn't know. No, you weren't, I, I, you I weren't knew. sure you thought it was, but you weren't sure. I, I knew even if I, maybe I couldn't think you properly didn't. in was, that it, moment, but yeah. I knew because I knew which rooster was near her and the, and the other five or six chickens that were yeah. around her. Uh, I, well, maybe I would have said, but I don't know with certainty yeah, you because you, maybe those ones randomly stuck around. Maybe they were trying to kill her because it wasn't, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I, I just remember you saying you weren't sure and it but, took a little while to figure out. But I'm absolutely certain now that those birds that were next to her were her flock. And they were still going to separate coops at that time. Yep. So then when, when it was bedtime and the next morning we counted, it, we it, knew. It was it was definite at that point. Um, so that's two. Yeah. Of the death types. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I've killed more chickens in the last month. Um, most recently, uh, I, um, I culled four of our old hens. Uh, they had, as I would see it, they'd, they'd serve their purpose. They, they were ailing. They were, they yep. were on a downhill uh, health wise. Three of the four had had uh, like a yeast infection type yeah. type deal. I can't remember what it's called in chickens anymore. I um, knew. Yeah, where their vents get, their vents get uh, yeasty. Yeasty, and then dirt sticks to the yeast, and then poop sticks to the dirt, and they're and they get so much poop. I'd wash the butts of each of these chickens. Yeah, uh, you can you clean them and stuff, but it doesn't. Um, See, we're already doing fermented feed and we're already putting apple cider vinegar in their water. If they're not healthy, they're, it's something wrong with their immune system. And I think right. that's just because of the breed they are and the age that they are. And I didn't verify it till afterwards, but sure enough, uh, we, were, we were getting what, what I refer to as flat eggs, where I, they're getting the same diet as everybody else. So I don't think they're calcium deficient. But their bodies weren't processing their calcium correctly. Well, if they are calcium deficient, all, it's like in their body. This is armchair vet shit that I'm <laughs> right here. I have no idea what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, the eggshells were their flat. Egg shots, like, shells were soft. soft if I yeah. caught it right away, I could pick them up and it would leave finger in, indents where my fingers are. In the shell, yeah. Uh, but if any chicken stepped on it, it was... That that claw would go right through, and that's bad because then it's inviting rodents or it's um, inviting hens to eat their own eggs and, and stuff like that. And it makes and it our makes other ga eggs gross, get messy. They they, yeah. they have dried yolk all over them, and they get and so they get pieces of shell or like grass stuck to them, and it's like just yeah. not it's not ideal. It's uh it's far from ideal, especially if they lay that on top of a clutch of six or seven. Mm -hmm. other eggs and then they then they they lay that and they stand up and they step on it when they walk away then it's like six or seven eggs that 
I don't really want to sell it. No, now we're washing them or they're, um, <clears throat> being, yeah, they need to be washed if we're going to sell or we're them. being fed to the dogs and we don't typically wash our eggs cause we keep them shelf stable. So, um, that too is like they're, those three were the only ones that laid large white eggs and we weren't getting any large white yeah, eggs. Those three of the four. Yeah. And then we had the other one that was a, a, also getting older and she had a weird tumor on her chest. Tumor on her chest and she was molting kind of all the time. Like her chest was bare and it had this big lump on it and she was spry still, but she, you know, they're old. They're, I don't know who's laying and who's not of our older hens. Yeah, can't. We, we can't. I mean, we could, but we don't take the time to watch so carefully as to see who lays which egg. Yeah, you could go separating them into smaller groups and then trying to narrow it down that way. Or some people put a certain kind of like dye on the back feathers so that they will leave like a, stripe a stripe of color on the egg as they lay it. I, I, I get but that, it's, but that's all just like really extra. We're not doing this for like breeding purposes or anything, uh-huh. you know, where people keep better tabs like that. Yeah. Um, we're not trying to make breeding pairs for like, we're just have a family flock here Yeah. and we had to get rid of, there was too many for the amount of eggs we were getting. We were feeding too many hens for the amount of eggs. Yeah. So it's, and we're going to, we're going to need to do that again. We're not done. And I wanted to get rid of those flat eggs, which has cleared up since. And, um, uh, I didn't want to wash any more chicken butts. Yeah. I don't like doing that. No, it's not fun. <laughs> no, it's not fun. They don't like it either. I, I honestly, I don't, I don't, well, I don't like cleaning chick butts. Yeah. But, uh, that's so much better. And they're cute than, and little. Than, than a big full-size chicken. And I, f- I feel like I know these birds on an individual level. And they do not want me to stick their butt down into a bowl of warm water. <laughs> and then just feel around and like, break up clumps of stuff for, you know, six or seven times in a row. They don't like that. No, they don't like it. I don't it. like it. Yeah. And we don't, we don't like it collectively, the two of us. Um, and, uh. You know, the idea of having to do that again on I, yeah. the same birds is uh, like, I, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. And they've lived three, four years and they've laid their eggs and they've hatched many offspring and they were fun. Those, those were our goofier chickens. They, they were, they're confident, but not, um, assertive. Mm-hmm. And they, so they're like not really skittish, but they don't attack you know, right. and so they and they have floppy combs, which is always cute, and mm-hmm. they're very, they were fun to have. Yeah, and I was thankful. But those are also the only chickens, chicks that we've ever bought from Tractor Supply. Uh, yes, they're correct. Of yeah. the, of the three of the four. The three of the four. Yeah. Uh, the tumor chest was one we hatched ourselves. Yep. And other than meat birds, those are the only birds we've ever bought. Yeah, we've bought meat birds and we've and, and, we've, and bought, we've paid from backyards or whatever. But I mean, oh yeah, our first chickens we bought or roosters. We bought a, a, yeah. a handful of roosters and two laying hens. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, the only time we've ever bought from Tractor Supply was um, these leghorn white leghorns, and uh, we got nine of them, and there were still three left after two predator attacks that took some of the other ones Mm -hmm. and they were good consistent layers one or even sometimes two large white eggs every day for like at least two years until they they slowed down a little for the last year too big fat suckers you know those Uh, are only large eggs they remember we had an issue in quotes of uh double yolks oh yeah 
when um, they were younger, they used to lay double yolks. Double yolks all the time, and we talked about. I wonder if those, if if you know, these flat eggs are some kind of response from over dropping the yolks early. Well, what they say is, so they have a certain number of yolks for their life. Yeah. So when you have a lot of double yolks, they're just going through their laying period faster, mm-hmm. and also those. certain breeds are bred to lay a lot of eggs and they are just going to go through those yolks, those faster. Now I've also read that there's dietary calcium is important for chickens, but also they will still find calcium in their bodies to lay the eggs, the shells that they need. Mm -hmm. And so they'll take it from their bones and stuff. So chickens who don't get a good diet, you're not going to necessarily leach it from their own bones. You're not going to see the lack of calcium in the eggshell necessarily you could also see it in them being weak or sick or and huh. have, have yeah, okay, like broken okay. bones no, I mean, that's logic yeah so anyway that's what i've read who knows if calcium is even a real thing <laughs> but um these, so, these they, they were just reaching the end of their cycle yep and then so that day i i separated them at breakfast time and i let them eat which normally when we're slaughtering for processing, we don't, we want their stomachs to be uh, closer to empty. Well, yeah, we're withholding food 12 to 16 hours, but yeah. they still get water, but then it just makes it cleaner for cleaning so them out. They had food and water throughout the day. We had visitors throughout the day. Uh, eventually uh, everybody left except for me. And I just said, you know, now's, now's the time. Uh, you know, I don't want to do this in front of kids per se and all that kind of stuff. I'm not hiding it from anybody either. It's but. again, different as far as the front of the kids part, it's different than a meat processing day Yeah, where there's joy and purpose in it. Uh, so I, so I got them over near, I dug a, I dug a hole, uh, way bigger than I needed to. Um, uh, cause just cause I used the tractor. I was, I was, I didn't feel like exerting energy like i would have dug four separate holes if i was using a shovel but instead i did one uh 60 inch wide hole with the with the bucket on the tractor um which which made everything a lot lot easier especially again it was a very hot day um we've had a lot of hot days this year yeah we're not here to talk about weather manipulation that is clearly (laughs) going on around us oh a sunny day with a milky white sky um but yeah, oh yeah, it got, I I don't I'm no I I'm pretty sure I told you that it got off to a rocky start. Of I went in to get the first bird, uh, it was Miss Tumor. Yeah, and um, I was they, they all kind of went crazy, but she went crazy at the door and actually busted that door open. I've never had a <laughs> chicken open that door, but I think I also uh, I didn't close it yeah quite as tight as I I, I certainly did for was the this other in the ones. kennel? No, this was in the, the in tractor? the hoop tractor. Yeah. Um, but, uh, she busted through and I was like, oh man, <laughs> it's most, most of my, <sighs> was cause it was like 85 degrees yeah. or whatever, but, uh, it actually went pretty smooth considering that she got herself into the big coop and there was only one other, uh, chicken in there at the time. So I was able to close the door and I just had two to deal with and I, eventually got her in the chicken run and was able to scoop her up pretty easy Mm. and just took her all the way back to that kill cone, which I had just sitting right by the hole I dug, uh, which is pretty different than processing day where we're we're like, we have like equipment set up and 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 tables and coolers and ice and scalder and the plucker. And I put her in and I, 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 instead of like in the other, with the other ones, I'm thanking them. I, I actually apologized to each of these four 
um, I, I, I said, I'm sorry that it ends this way, but thank you for everything you've done. Thank you for all the eggs you've laid, for all the dirt you've scratched, for all the fertilizer you've provided, and for just being here and being a part of our of our farm. And I was totally solo, so I didn't feel nearly as weird as I do when other people are around and I speak out loud in these times. I get I get a little uh, sheepish sometimes. Like, I don't know if you remember like the day we were doing the processing. Like I was out loud with several and then like Aaron showed up and I'm like, thank you. Thank, thank you very much. You. Uh, but yeah, like, no, it's, it's, it, we didn't grow up in a church where you like pray out loud loudly with people. I don't know. I didn't, I grew up in Catholic church where it's more like, more you like just shame, mumble, shame, some kind of shame. like, <laughs> shame and like some kind of like satanic verses in Latin or something and lots of stained glass. Um, but yeah, no, it is. I get, I get it. And if you're just there with your wife, it's like, one thing. Yeah, but. like you you don't count as a person. <laughs> you Did you hear that? You I have that now on tape. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, that's why your vote is worth a half a vote and all that. Is, is that, that how it works? They I only count women's votes. We're in America, half. right? <laughs> yes. We're in America, we're in right? America. Um, I wish oh, wait, I would. It's five sixths. That's what it is. Oh, okay. Um, now, um, uh, so what was another thing that was very different was I took the heads all the way off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to be quick. Yeah. I figured that there would be no, um, cause you know, a couple of those ones, I'm not perfect. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, there were a couple where I had to make a second cut on the meat on birds, the meat birds. Um, you know, um, I, I, I need to do a hundred, 200 more birds before I can like be like, Oh no, I have this down. Yeah, you know, I, right. I do it right every single time uh but yeah i just took these heads all the way off just to just to try and um uh minimize suffering and uh speed the process up for them and then uh i don't think i've told you this part that i i would do that and then i took the cone off the hanger and held it over the hole okay. each time to drain the this, blood this was the for me not for them um to just make less, less blood on the ground. Yeah. Um, cause I wasn't using anything to catch it and I, you know, I don't really want to attract, uh, I don't know, raccoons. Well, yeah. Or coyotes, coyotes to that area. Uh, then they'll want to dig any, in that any, spot. Anybody. Yeah. Right. So I was just minimizing that. Um, and I did that four times over and, um, I did not, I didn't cry like I did with the, with the door slam. It didn't feel horrible like it did with the door slam, but it felt, I felt sort of empty afterwards. I felt very, I was melancholy. Melancholy is a good word to use. Like I was just, uh, yeah, I want, I don't know. Maybe I don't know the definition of melancholy quite right. Cause I don't want to say I was depressed. No, you were just sad. Mechanical. I was just, um, you know. I was ready for a shower. If we compare it to that shower, the shower felt great after the after the processing. The I just kind of needed a shower. I mean, granted, I was sweaty and yeah. a little bit bloody, but I mean, really sweaty. Uh, and I just wanted to take a shower and not really engage a whole lot right afterwards. I felt kind of withdrawn. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I talked to you again. We had guests. We had we had guests overnight that night. Yeah. 
Yeah, so we ended up like watching an Indiana Jones movie afterwards and stuff. You didn't want to talk. It seemed like you didn't really want to talk about it then. And I think it was like more like you were an executioner, you know, like where you're just this neutral party that has a job to do that did it. But you're not neutral because you did care about those chickens. You fed them every day for I knew three, four years. And I had nicknames for each. Yeah. You know? Tumor chest. Uh, tumor chest. Uh, duck butt. <laughs> duck butt. And, uh, saggy butt. And uh, uh, flop comb. <laughs> this is stupid. Oh, but yeah, it's, it's hard and it's, it's interesting because it's the same act, right? You're you're... all three of those kind of in one sense are the exact same thing. A vegan would tell me that there's no difference. I bet. Right. Oh, you're killing a chicken. Yeah. Killing a chicken is killing a chicken. Same way I would tell someone that you're killing a person is killing a person. Whether you call it murder, you call it doing it for the state, you call it, um, abortion, you know, like I want to, I want to get in people's faces and be like, no, that's all the exact same thing. Yeah. Well, that's me being like a vegan who wants to get in my face and tell me whether you slam it in a car door, you, uh, uh, calculatedly make a slit in the throat and save every piece of the bird or whether or not you chop the head all the way off and throw it in a hole, uh, that's all equally callous because that is a living person. What puts you above that person? But you going through those three things can definitively say that that is not the same, that that did not feel the same to you. Yes. Slaughtering an animal for meat for your family is like an, a really, really, really good feeling. Really good. It doesn't mean actually cutting the throat of the chicken no. feels good. No. But dressing it. Well, I mean, get... I do get a little bit of a bone. <laughs> is this is when you tell me. <laughs> this is when you tell me that for the first time. I good mean, one. not a bone. It's just a little blood. <laughs> just a just little, little, little rush of blood. Rush of blood. Oh, no, 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 not. I'm sorry. That's inappropriate. So gross. But, but um, that's what you've come to expect and love from this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So no boners at all. The, the, just a boning knife. Just a boning knife. My little knife. red boner. That really helps me. <laughs> That's what we call that knife. <laughs> okay. So you, for real though, like it doesn't feel good to kill the chicken. And it's not like, well, I don't know. I'm almost saying it is kind of fun to eviscer, eviscerate them now that I'm getting good at it. Because I, I don't know. Th there's things that intimidate me that are hard at first. And then when I get, like I said earlier, when I get to know him, that I can have my own flair, when I can do it in my own way. I know the reason I do what, what needs to be done, what other people tell me needs to be done. Now I understand the reason behind it. So I don't have to follow their instructions anymore. I can do it my own way as long as I'm keeping those things in mind. You yeah. know what I mean? And so when, now that I have my, I have my own way of eviscerating a chicken and I'm really, really good at it. Like I was keeping up at the evisceration. As soon as you were done plucking, I was ready for the next bird. Yeah. And like that, I think that was twice as fast as anybody else I've ever seen do it. Now I granted, I'm never eviscerated with people who've done it many, many times, which would be fun to do, yeah. um, to go help somewhere. Oh man, yeah, we should, we should go help somebody who's doing a lot of chickens. We that know some bears knows, that help. yeah, knows what they're doing. Cause I'd love to see how other people do it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I felt like I was really efficient and quick at it. And I was, I was keeping everything intact and I wasn't breaking anything. And everything was really clean. Um, like that felt, it feels really good because that's, that's the food that's going to go into your, I'm making that chicken pretty enough that I want to bring it into my kitchen. Mm -hmm. And that, that's like, if, I don't know if there's any part of the process of slaughtering a bird that feels like a woman's job. I feel like that part of it is, but, um, 
You know, I, I'll, I'll just come right out and say uh, what I think you want to say that you're kind of dancing around um, and uh, deliberately insane is not true, is that it is fun. Yeah. It, like that whole process, when, when you have the right mindset, it is fun in the same sense that I think all work is fun. There are aspects of work that are, can be difficult and frustrating and this and that, but particularly when you're in a groove, a flawless day of doing whatever work, whether it's building something or gardening or whatever, there's, yeah, there's times where you're just frustrated, yes. But overall, when you have a good day, which we had an absolutely great day that day, mm. it's fun. Um, and I want, you know, like I don't mean to say it's, fun to slaughter chickens you know like it like yeehaw kind of fun <laughs> um but i also want to stress i also want to stress though that um it doesn't need to be church or something or it doesn't have to be a solemn or sad and it doesn't have to be like angry because you're doing hard work right it's like it's this you know you're doing something that that can that's going to benefit you for so many days this following year and that you're, you're benefiting your family and you're doing something you could be proud of. And then your a hard day's work where you're tired at the end of it is like the best, most satisfying feeling. It mm -hmm. is fun. That's yeah. fun. Hard work is fun. Yes. Oh, it absolutely is. And if anybody listening doesn't know that, I hope that you can figure that out someday. Um, makes life a lot easier because more uh, satisfying. Yeah. A, a good hard day's work, uh, you know, cracking a cold one, I'm a, I don't drink beer, but... Um, I made you a nice latte. Uh, a nice latte <laughs> or, um, you know, that's that's not quite... doesn't quite hit the spot. It's not the I'm same as a beer. About. It's refreshing, but it's uh, tasty. But like, and I don't even do this very often, but a, a, an ice cold Coca-Cola in a bottle cracked yeah. at the end or of the day. Or a really good kombucha fermented com drink. Yeah, that, that's that's where it's at. Like, yeah. Or um, I like seltzer water. <laughs> it's, uh, but that, that when you've worked really hard... And even maybe you're still sweaty and dirty and you sit down and relax and reflect in your work. That's a really good feeling. It's maybe even better if you can keep that hard work mentality going all the way through to cleaning yourself and taking yeah. a shower and being like done. And now you have the barbecue going and you sit down and you don't even need to crack anything. You yeah, just, you're getting ready to have dinner. You get a good glass of water. And, and, and you've got yeah. your kids running around. You're and finally all that in the shade. And you, and you can sit down and reflect on that. That's like the best feeling there is. It like competes with uh, true love or uh, a birthing of a baby. Um, it's 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 right up there, and it's not it's not easy to get that all the time. But you have to work all the time to find the times where it is that satisfying and that great. And that was one of those days. Yeah, which is why I think I wanted to have this whole conversation about it, of that massive contrast from. Door slam was the first one. Then the satisfaction of processing chickens. And then the melancholy aspect yeah, of that. Yeah, the horror of accidentally murdering something. Mm -hmm. The the satisfaction of a hard day's work filling our freezer. Mm -hmm. And the sadness of having to make a tough decision of, of an animal that you've had a really long time. That's yeah. like three different experiences, which if... It's why, it's why when there's talking points or headlines, they always miss the point. Because like you said, you could say, Chud's um, killed chickens on three different days this year. And instead you're like, well, yeah, that's what the headline could be. 
but how much nuance is in each of those experiences, how much different it feels and what the outcomes are and how it benefits us and what the workload was. All of it is different. All of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. I'm done. <laughs> I don't have anything else. You don't even like wrap up. You just walk away now. <laughs> is that how this is going to go? Mic drop. <laughs> Mic drop. Oh um, gosh. But yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know that I have more on this particular subject. Um, I, I feel like as soon as we're done, I'm going to go, Oh crap. I forgot about this major component or puzzle piece to, to making the full point that I wanted to make. Um, but I, I think I think this is good. Yeah, I think we did make. I mean, how how different it is, and how necessary it, it it was, except for the accident. But what you had to do to carry that out to finish that was necessary. You know, if I if I, <clears throat> it doesn't have to do with the death anymore. But it's something I briefly mentioned um, that I think is important for people who do have chickens to think about is how much they contribute to your home. Um, more than they're more than just an egg provider, mm-hmm. you know, they, uh, that's they, a big part of it too, but yeah, more and, than that. And I'm not going in the direction of that. They're companions. No, although they are, they can be for certain people, um, for certain types of people. Yeah. Some people way more than I, uh, for me, it's, it's a, it's not companion. Companions are kind of a weird word for it, but we absolutely have a relationship. I have nicknames for about half of ours Yeah, and the other half are I'm going to have a nickname for and the other half I'll lose that nickname yeah. for. You well, know? the ones that are presenting themselves to you more. And I think what what's what I really know about them is less than their companions for us, their entertainment. Oh yeah, there's entertainment. They're aspect. fun to watch. The kids love to interact with them. But even on this uh, mechanical level or whatever, you know, as I thanked each of those four, um, they they don't just provide eggs. They also scratch. They also poop. And, you know, maybe those sound bad to some scratching to some, is, some city folk might be like, they scratch and poop and you're <laughs> telling me this is a positive? Well, scratching and pecking is pest control. They eat all mm-hmm. pests and bugs and, and all the things, slugs, the things that we don't want around. The Everything poop is fertilizer. Our property is better because we have these yeah. chickens running around on them. Uh, when we moved in here, um, which I'm going to be reflecting upon real soon, maybe that'll be the next episode, because... Um, I need to get pictures off of our old computer. Okay. And I took, I photo documented this place. So oh yeah. Well. Wow. I believe that if we were to give the same amount of maintenance that happened to this place for about a decade prior to us living here, yeah. if we did the same amount of maintenance, which was none. Yeah. But we had chickens. Yeah. Everything would look way better. Yeah, totally. Just because the chickens are maintaining your property. They're scratching things and eating plants when they're little so they can't get huge. Like when we moved in, this was like a big, everything was encased in blackberries. We couldn't get in the barn or any of the outbuildings. And things might get encased in blackberries again. But there's going to be people, something is moving around. Uh, Speaking of something moving around, as I said that, a chicken just came to the window and looked down at the base. That's a rooster, not a a chicken. It's silver fox. Uh, A silver fox. Top dog rooster. Uh, He's he's rooster number one in (laughs) in our flock. Um, but anyway, um, there, there would be someone walking through the yard all the time. Yeah. Whereas, uh, by the end of those 10 years, like it was be, this place was rented out and there were people who parked in one little spot and walked to the door and walked back and you could see where the mailman walked to the front door. 
and uh, then twice a year a crew of Mexicans would come and mow the place. But then beyond that, it's like everything's just like growing. If we had birds that were just walking around all the time, the grass, everything would look different. Uh, you know, uh, like I had a conversation with uh, Moral Bob on Are We Content where he was, where we were talking about lawn mowing. And he was saying like he mows paths through, he doesn't mow his whole lawn. He just does some, with like a push mower, some paths so that they can get around because otherwise it's like their chickens are all through all of that stuff. Yeah. You know? Oh, cool. Um, and I find our chickens love it when you mow too. Like, and then oh they God, get in they there do. and they got well, I mean, more they access hate the to mower. bugs. They hate the mower. But as soon as you're done. <laughs> but like they're, they're 30 feet behind me. Yeah. Just stoked on all that mulch and uh, all of a sudden I'm exposing bugs at all, you know. And right now they're all working under the cherry tree as mm-hmm. the cherries drop and there's little bugs that, you know, fruit flies and all of that. And they're yep. just working on cleaning that area up for us every day. Chickens, um, chickens are your friend on a multitude of levels. And when I say your friend, I don't, again, I don't necessarily mean the companionship aspect. But right. They're, they're, they're useful are useful in many ways, and we're very thankful to be able to be have them be a part of our lives. Yeah. Yes. On that note, we'll wrap up for today. Yeah. And um, it's always great to, to, to talk to you. To, yeah. To see you. It's, uh, you know, we didn't really touch on it at the beginning, but we've been doing this so little. I, maybe we say this every time, so it's just fucking... <laughs> I can't ourselves. remember what we said the last time. But it has gotten much more difficult for us to sit down with the ages of our children. Oh yeah. We did talk about that at least last time, if not every time. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. It's uh, we got one wants to be on the phone with his friends and not watch his little brother. And the little brother is harder to watch. Little brother is running full speed everywhere outside. And he's just outside all the time. And I don't want to take that away from him. It's hard to keep him inside this time of year. And that's, that makes me really just joyously happy. Yeah. And especially like we were talking about how good our two and a half year old is identifying plants that like, (laughs) yes, this could be a whole nother episode. So I'm going to keep it really brief because we're already almost at an hour. But I was talking about when I was a kid, I saw a lawn, you know, grass, a lawn. Yeah. And now when I look at my lawn, I see chickweed and cleavers and clover and some other kind of grass and ryegrass and blackberries and, oh, this one area where we overseeded carrots, all these carrots are coming up in the grass and you just mow over them. But I can mm-hmm. see that that's carrot, I you know, yeah. and there's all this like medicine and there's, there's, there's pineapple weed and chamomile and plantain. And like, you could go on and on and on. I can identify all these different plants. It's just, it's what builds our lawn, right? Mm-hmm. Stinging nettles, of course. Stinging nettles are there. Yes. Um, dandelions, of course. Black caps and um, yeah. thimbleberries and salmonberries. Right. <laughs> and our, I was thinking when I was a kid, it was just a lawn. Like, I was raised by a mother from New Jersey. Like, they they had a tiny, like, garden in between part of their apartment, like a yeah. courtyard that, that somebody grew some basils and tomatoes in. That's mm-hmm. it. But... I And I had a lawn that was mowed when I was a kid. And we had like tulips in a flower bed, period. That was it. Our little two and a half year old can go outside. And we had, like I said, carrot go to seed. So there's random carrots all over the garden in different places. 
And he's standing looking into this huge bramble of sage and um, mint in, in, in our herb bed. And he like scoots some of it aside. And sure enough, there's a spindly long carrot frond growing up. And he reaches down there and pulls out this big ass carrot. Like, carrot. Carrot. <laughs> he knows. He knows to pull that because that's a carrot. And it doesn't matter. It's not because it was in nice rows and this is the section for carrots. Right. He knew that was a carrot because he identified that he plant. He recognizes that frond. So we, you know, hose it off and he eats carrot. And like he knows to go to the strawberry patch and dig around in the strawberries. And he, he doesn't know which ones are ripe though. No. He no, doesn't. he does not care. He, <laughs> they're strawberry. He's proud of himself. It's white and he's eating it. Yeah. And if you want to see what that looks like, I did make a cute reel on my uh, Greener Postures Instagram page where he is very proud of his strawberry. And I'm like, it's supposed to be red. And he just eats it. He's like, no, it's not. But yeah, I mean, that's um, that's pretty impressive and it's cool. And it goes to show, like, I feel like how much wisdom we would have had, like, just as part of our life when we used to be closer to nature as a people, you know, mm-hmm. and how far away we've been taken from that, but how easy it seems to get it back. Mm-hmm. Just observing, just going outside and observing, just looking at things, spending time with people who know more than you, asking questions, Google something, whatever, read a book. It's the same part of his brain that's being activated by watching us do that, that another part of another child's brain is being activated watching their parents use their phone. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, like you'll hear people say children have uh, an innate ability to use technology. Yeah. Well, it's because they've watched their parents rubbing on their phone, using it all the time. Yeah. They're sitting yeah. there just rubbing that thing <laughs> all the time. And then the kid like holds out the, their empty palm of their hand and starts rubbing their hand. Yeah. Oh, wow. They're like, so that's, smart. That's what you do. <laughs> it's because they're then, watching and you. And then before you know it, they're picking up a pad of paper like I'm holding now and they're rubbing that. And then they, uh, someone hands them their phone for real and they just, they, they know, know what to do. They know what to do. Um, they like the picture, the icon, they click on it. You know, they yeah. know that that's the Minecraft icon. You, you know, the, you can you touch know. it. Yeah. And it's so interesting too, is cause like our two and a half year old has like almost not at all had time with holding a touch screen. Mm-hmm. Like he sometimes opens my tablet, which I use like a laptop. It's got a keyboard attached to it. Mm-hmm. And the screensaver on that is a picture of him and his brother collecting strawberries. And he loves looking at that picture. But beyond that, he doesn't, sometimes he pretends to type on the keyboard and then my mom sometimes hands him a phone or something to look at her pictures. And so like the other day I watched her do that, that I hadn't noticed that she's done that and he knew how to flip through the pictures. Absolutely. He does. But I'm so happy that he's spending more time in a but, garden and outside. But here's the difference. He, he's picking, I'm not saying he's not picking up the things that other kids are picking up. Yeah. He's just also using that same part of his brain. I, yeah, it's like to pick up. It's what we, we talked about real briefly when we were on deep dives with Monica or friend share five. I forget the name of it when she has friends on. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. um, buddy dive. Buddy dives. Um, they we we talked about like what subliminal messages we were all we were all able to pick up on these subliminal messages that we talk about being in in advertising and and uh, Disney movies and things like that what is the nat- natural why why is that why are our brains able to do that and um, she pretty quickly was was right on it with like because our as children we would be walking through the woods with our parents and seeing what they touch and eat mm-hmm. and smell and what they don't eat touch and eat and smell and by the time you're a thinking 10 year old 
you know everything that you can touch, eat, and smell, and everything you can't touch, eat, or smell in the woods. Yeah. If you're in the same, if you didn't travel too far. Yeah, sure. And it, it is, it's pretty amazing. And um, I don't know, it's, it's fun. I'm glad we have a little guy when we are living like this now. Because yeah. last time... You know, we were outside some, but yeah, it was more, we it was more focused on climbing on an excavator or on a dump truck. Like, cause yeah. we lived next door to my dad who had big machinery and that was what was exciting to our little guy, which is great too. And he's had a love for that. Um, Absolutely. And not that this little guy doesn't love the tractor, obviously it's like <laughs> the most exciting thing ever. And you have to say good night to it, to go to bed in the barn at night and stuff. Mm-hmm. But he also knows all about the other things that are growing around him. And it's, it's really, really great to watch. Yep. So anyway, um, the magic of children, have children, get married, uh, leave the city, have chickens, grow a garden if you want to. And other animals. Not yeah. Just don't stop at chickens just cause we're, we're stuck but, here at this moment. Yeah. Like doesn't mean everybody should be. No, I know it's, I don't feel stuck. And we're stuck. not stuck. I didn't yeah. mean that. I, I heard it as I said it, but, yeah. uh, just because that's where yeah, we're, chickens, goats, we're sheep, right now. uh, llamas or something, alpacas, mm-hmm. some kind of a camel. Depending on your heat level, where you're at. <laughs> yeah. I hear they're awesome. You don't have to give them water ever. Cows. And yeah, and if you have a drought, you can just drink the water from their hump. Yeah, you just drill a hole. <laughs> drill a hole in there. And stick a straw in. Stick a straw in. That's what I've heard. It's either water or blood. I can't remember which one you get out of it. I don't know. Either way, it's a liquid. Yeah. And then, you know, for a period of time, and then it would congeal. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> also, I hear camel milk is really good for allergies. So... I hear camel toes are pretty cool, too. (laughs) Camel toes are so cool. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing like a moose knuckle, though. (laughs) Did we make that up, or did we hear that somewhere? Uh, It's like a next level camel toes and moose knuckle. Anyway, guys, we'll leave you with that, because we're both stretching. It's time to stand up and go do other things. Thank you guys for listening to The World As It Is Today. Until next time, 